Hello world, I'm John Laws. What's on your mind, Australia? Give us a call, tell us all about it. 1300 564652 is the number that you dial if you'd like to send a text message. 0458 Got it? 0458 on this Monday morning, first day of August. A little useless information to start the day. A study in 2011 showed that people with full bladders make better financial decisions. Probably because they're in a hurry. Okay, first day of August, Monday morning. Happy birthday, Pam, and happy birthday, horses. Because the horses have a birthday. Who have we got? John, are you there? Hello, John. How are you today, mate? I'm all right, John. Thank you. What can I do for you? Yeah, mate, just a little thing about the Commonwealth Games. I've been watching a bit of it, not not all night, but early hours of the morning. I've just got a bit of a right. Yeah, when they play the national anthem, doesn't matter if it's Australia or anyone else, how come all the, when they put the uh, cameras on the crowd, all the people there from the reporters or whatever, no one stands up for the national anthem when it, of any country, but whereas everyone else does. I thought it was a, it's a bit rude, really. Well... Everyone else in the, in, in the audience stands up. Everyone else except who? The, the, the photographers and that, that sit there in their own little sort of... Their own yeah, well, look, I can't see any reason why an Australian would have to stand up for another country's national, national anthem. And as far as the photographers and things are concerned, they're taking photographs. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, mate, but it just seems a bit strange that everyone else in the in the, in the stadium stands up for all national anthems. Yeah, well, look, if I were you, John, I'd go and find a dark corner and find something else to be irked about. It's hardly a major issue. Did they have any other hits, the Kinks? Did they? A lot. How come you know more about it than I? I do know the answer to that. You're smarter than I am. You're a woman. Women are smarter than men. I know I'm prepared to admit that. Not necessarily. Are you now decrying your own femininity? Are you saying? Are you saying? Are you actually telling me that you're not smarter than me? No, I'm not telling you that. No, because that'd be true. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we never put you to the test, don't we? Have you finished? I see. Uh, okay, yes. Pete, would you be quiet and talk to me when the program's finished? Love it. The theme from The Magnificent Seven. 
We always try and remember who was in the Magnificent Seven. Yul Brenner, Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson. Yeah, that very quiet fella. He was good at do Robert Vaughan. He was in it. That's five. Got to be more than that because there was seven. Oh yes, yes. What was his name? Horst Buchholz, the young German actor. Horst Buchholz, and uh, he was the one who wound up with the girl. Wouldn't you know? The German wound up with the girl. Lee Marvin was in it. It was a good film. The only trouble is, every time I play the theme, I want to see the movie again. Love it. I just love that driving music, and I love the movie. Love the movie. Horst Buchholz was the one I didn't think of. Horst Buchholz, Brad Dexter, Steve McQueen, Yul Brynner, Lee Marvin, uh, the other bloke that's a bit like Lee Marvin, the quiet fellow with the knife. Uh, yeah, Robert Vaughan was in it. At six, there's a, a missing one. A missing one. Uh, Robert Vaughan. Charles Bronson. Oh, yeah. yeah, Charles Bronson. Good film. Trouble is, every time I talk about it, I've got to go and look at the bloody thing again. Don't fall for the return of the seven, because that's crap. <laughs> Don't fall for that. Look at the magnificent seven and go to bed. <laughs> Ralph, are you there? Yes, good morning, John. Thanks for taking Take the call. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> All right, Ralph, what's it today? Today, it's something different. Today, I've got a response poem to Mudgy Mick to his really good song from last week. And my poem is called Mudgy Always Great by Ralph in just under three minutes. Is it all right with you if I read it out? Yeah, I hope it's well under three minutes. That's quite a long time in... Radio Land, but off you go. Go on, read it to me. Yeah, it's about eight seconds under. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. If you head out west from Sydney, over hills and through the sticks, there's a peaceful, pretty township called the town of Mudgy Mick. It's now a tourist destination, and the John Law's listeners go because they've heard of Mudgy Mick on the John Law's morning show. On his first call to the John Law show, Mick told John his dope was tops. Mick tried to get free advertising, but John Law's called the cop. The same day there in Mudgy, Mick from Mudgy got a shock, an interruption to the things he did. A constabulary knock. Then a call came in from Mudgy to the John Law studio and Mudgy Mick has put on hold while he waits to tell the show. Uh, Mick, are you there? This is wrong. This isn't justice. How could you call the cops? <laughs> Everyone should be on my side. You were wrong. You called the cops. Settle down, young Mick. John told him, don't you know, you broke the law. And while they toot and throwed on radio, the listeners stopped in awe. And while we remember, here's a word chipped in from Ralph. After all, I wrote this poem, and you are hearing from myself. 
Now, Satan is a liar, he's a thief, and can't be trusted. Drugs wreck your mind, they wreck your brain. It's right, that wrong, be busted. I've changed me ways, says Mudgy Mick. Mick does now comprehend. He wisely learned from John's rebuke. And faithful are the wounds of a friend. And us listeners fondly listen with much anticipation for the thoughtful call from Mudgy Mick and his Australian deliberation. <laughs> yeah, that's quite clever, Ralph. That is quite... You've put a lot of work into that. <laughs> Thanks, John. That was good fun. All right, mate. Have a great day. See you later. God bless. Goodbye. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? What's on your mind, Australia? Life's not always a bag of woes. It's a rose or a dahlia. The man is here to give his all, to be good company. To open your eyes, you'd be surprised how kind the world can be. Yeah, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? What's on your mind, Australia? Don't be unkind with your axe to grind if you're a success or a failure. The man is here with lots of love to play a song or two. But heavens above, lighten up, because laws is here for you. Above, lighten up, cause laws is here for you. Yep, that's my little brother. Give us a call and tell us what's on your mind. One three hundred five six four six five two. Richard, are you there? Oh Jesus, Richard. Yes, John. How are you going? I'm all right, thank you. What do you want to talk about? John, I'm very cranky with you. You're cranky with me? Yes. Uh, what did I say wrong, incorrectly? Got that. You've got the castles of Magnificent Seven wrong again. I didn't get it wrong. Oh, you said Lee Marvin was in it. Lee Marvin is not in it. You're quite right. And uh, you know whose fault that is? Speaking of is James Coburn, the one you forgot. But that wasn't my fault, and I'm not going to take the blame for it. It was the Mother Superior. Sorry? It was the Mother Superior who put up Whatever she put up and shouldn't have put up. And oh, I won't. Oh, well, she, she's going to have to go and watch the movie and get it right. Have you seen the movie out of interest? I have seen no, it. No, 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 not you. Be quiet. I'm... Have you Have you seen the... Yes. The Mother Superior has seen the movie. Oh, that's good. How many times have you seen the movie? I've seen it lots of times, John. It's one of my favourites. That's why I know every actor that's in it, so... Um, but I'm very cranky because you get it wrong all the time, John. It makes me very, gets me very frustrated. I don't, I don't think I get it wrong all the time. Oh, all right. I'll be listening out next time you play the tune and you listen to the movie. I'll be, I'll be listening for, for when you uh, run through the cast again. I don't uh, want you getting it wrong again. Okay, so James Coburn. Yep. Horst Buchholz. Yes. He was the, the lover. Yul uh, Brynner. He was the lead. Steve McQueen was the second lead. Queen. Yeah, Charlie Bronson was there. Charlie Bronson. Robert Vaughan, the very quiet Robert Vaughan. And, and the almost totally forgotten Brad Dexter. One, two, three, four, four. Yeah, I've got them. That's all right. 
<laughs> All right. And, and the bad man, oh, what about the bad man with the wonky eye, Eli Wallach? Do you remember Eli Wallach in it? I certainly do. He, who, what part did he play? Um, oh, what was his name? Um, Calvera. Ah, of course. You see, I, I, you see, I really do know more about it than you. I know this is going to come as a nasty surprise to you. Oh, expect a phone call next time you run through the cast list and you say <laughs> Lee Marvin's in it, I'll be calling you back. Who threw the knife? James Coburn. Yeah, wasn't he good? He was good. Wasn't he good? He played the Australian character in The Great Escape. Did he really? You know a lot about films. Oh, I know a lot about the good films. Yeah, well, that's an assumption. You think they're good, I might not. <laughs> What's all that noise? Oh, sorry, John, I'm out on the road. I see, so... Road, but out on the road. So what are you doing standing on the bloody... It's just like just standing in the middle of it. <laughs> well, there's no traffic at the moment. I'm right for the moment. OK. Well, continue to be right and call me again another day, but don't argue with me, please. John. I think that one hit him. Okay, what a good film though, The Magnificent Seven. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it, make a point of seeing it. You can get it on Thing DVD or Thing. You can get it on Netflix, according to the Mother Superior, who is a great fan, a great fan of Horst Buchholz. Yes, yeah, sure. Oh, she, yeah. Well, I know he's young. Yeah, but she, she likes likes the young boys. No, she likes Charles Bronson better. Have I got time for a commercial break? No. No, no way? No. All right, well, whoever, whoever was going to pay for the commercials, I just saved you a lot of money. We'll give you a, We'll reimburse you for the commercials that I'm not doing because I don't feel like doing them, that's why, because I'm about to run out of time, that's why. And I'm thinking about uh, The Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. Well, it is that I must leave you now, and I do hope that you enjoy the remains of the day. I thank you for listening, and you be kind to each other. Let me be a little kinder, let me be a little blinder To the faults of those about me, let me praise a little more Let me be when I'm weary, just a little bit more cheery Think a little more